Do you know what I use to record these podcasts? It's Anchor by Spotify. It's the easiest way to make a podcast with everything you need all in one place. Let me explain. Anchor has tools that allow you to record and edit your podcast right from your phone or a computer. It's all really, really easy. It's all really intuitive. When hosting on Anchor, you can distribute your podcast on listening platforms like Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and more. It's everything you need to make a podcast. Good afternoon. Welcome to Sports Nothing But Sports with Kent Sterling for Tuesday, March 10th, 2020, brought to you by the great people of today's dentistry. Dr. Mike O'Neill has been my dentist for the last 26 years. In that time, I have not gone to see another dentist. He is the best. Call him. Become his next new patient. You will thank me later. I promise you. 317-849-2900. Three, three. Today's kind of like the calm before the storm, right? At Bankers Life Fieldhouse tonight, the Pacers are going to play a big game against the Boston Celtics. Pacers have won six of their last seven. Boston has lost four of their last five. Things were a little bit different at Bankers Life Fieldhouse. And by calm before the storm, I mean that over the next six days, you know how many games are going to be played at Bankers Life Fieldhouse between uh, play in the Big Ten Tournament and the Indiana Pacers tonight against the Celtics? 14 games are going to be played at Bankers Life Fieldhouse, and people are going to be thrilled, and people are going to be in close contact with one another, right? And we're all worried about the coronavirus, and people were worried about the coronavirus today. The NBA is worried about the coronavirus. So today, in a break with what has been longtime protocol for the NBA, we didn't get a chance at the shoot-around to talk to Brad Stevens one-on-one. It was a scrum held in the Fusion interview room. He was at a table behind a microphone. Then we heard from Kemba Walker. We heard uh, from Marcus Smart as well. And then when we talked to the Pacers, um, Domas Sabonis, Nate McMillan, they were behind tables. And we were kept at a safe distance, a socially safe distance. That is new for the NBA. The NBA is talking about other stuff, uh, other adjustments that they might make. There's going to be a conference call tomorrow between uh, NBA owners and the governors, and they're going to talk about the possibility of playing in empty arenas. That obviously would be an enormous departure from what the NBA is all about. They like the excitement of the fans. This thing is is built for fan consumption, right? But they, they got to play because they have television contracts to honor and they're not going to cancel games. You don't have to cancel games. So we talked to Brad Stevens, and Brad gave one of the best answers in the history of answers from a basketball coach talking about the coronavirus. Turns out we're not all that qualified to discuss medical situations. Brad also talked about the possibility of playing in empty arenas. Yeah, it'll be interesting. I mean, nobody wants to play without fans. That, that would be really too bad. Um, but totally understand if those decisions are made. They're made by people that are much more qualified than us to, to make them. Um, you know, my hope would be that whatever hot mic they have isn't right next to me if we have no fans in the building that pick up everything I'm saying. Other than that, I'm, you know, that would be my number one concern after the fact that, you know, this thing is built on fans. This thing is built on people liking it. And the reason why we're all where we are and get a chance to do this for a living and make a good living is because people are interested in it. So it does, you know, it's counterintuitive not to have people in the stands, but, you know, that's not, again, they'll have to make the decision in what's best interest for everybody's health. 
And Brad, a guy who people in Indianapolis still love and consider him a native because he is. He grew up in Zionsville. He went to college at DePauw. He coached at Butler. And did you know, this is so interesting to me, David Woods of the Indianapolis Star told me this today, and I just can't believe it, that Brad Stevens has been the head coach with the Boston Celtics for a longer period of time than he was the head coach at Butler. That's just astounding to me. But we talked about Victor Oladipo's return and how Vic looks to him. It's amazing because you know he hasn't played for a year. That's really hard. We saw that ourselves. Um, but he, you know, he makes the big shots. Like the first game he comes back, I'm watching it with my kids at home, and he hits that 30 footer, and I think he was one for seven at the time or something like that. Uh, the other day against Dallas, he had some moments, but you know. Um, at 38 seconds left, he hits the pull-up going right off of the, the double screen to win it. He's just got a special quality about him. Um, and, you know, I've, I've always respected so much his passion and work ethic that as he gets back, he'll get back quicker and better than most because he, he gets it. That's Brad Stevens. We also had an opportunity to talk to Kemba Walker, who was a college teammate and an NBA teammate of Jeremy Lamb. Lamb, of course, with that knee injury that has got to be surgically repaired. We asked Kemba Walker, Scott Agnes of The Athletic did, about Jeremy Lamb and how he's bearing up. But yeah, that's my brother. Um, you know, it's a really tough injury for him. And, you know, I just hope for the best, you know, speedy recovery. You know, he'll be fine. You know, he's, you know, really focused on, you know, getting back. He's going to have his surgery tomorrow, so, you know, best of luck to him. This is not something that he asked for, obviously, but, you know, things like this happen. You know, adversity, adversity happens in, in your career, and you know, I know this is a, a really tough time for him, but, you know, he, he, has, a, he has a great support system. His family's the best, and they're going to be around him to support him as best as they can, as well as me and a lot of his other friends and old teammates. You know, we're you know always doing our best to keep him in high spirits. And like I said, I got a chance to have dinner with him last night, and he was in really high spirits. Um, you know, we had a great time, and you know, like I said, hopefully, you know, everything goes well, and he just attacks his recovery and his rehab. Um, which I think he, he he will do. Like I say, he's super focused on on his return and you know, just getting back and being back you know, better than ever. That Celtics guard Kemba Walker, interesting. I didn't know that Jeremy Lamb's surgery was going to be tomorrow. The Big Ten tournament kicks off tomorrow night, 6 o'clock. The first game we don't really give a damn about, right? It's Northwestern and Minnesota. Whoever wins that game wins that game, and it just doesn't matter. They're, nobody's going to watch. Nobody cares. The second game... That's a big game. The Indiana Hoosiers are going to take on Nebraska. Indiana absolutely has to win this game in order to get to the NCAA tournament. If they lose this game, it is a bad loss, and Indiana cannot sustain a bad loss at this point. If they had taken care of business over the weekend and they had beaten Wisconsin at Simon Scott Assembly Hall after leading by seven with under seven minutes to play. They would be the 10 seed, right? And they'd be playing Ohio State on Thursday. You could lose to Ohio State and still maintain where you are in the bracket, assuming that the selection committee will echo the sentiments 
of the bracketologists, right? Joe Lenardi, Jerry Paul, Mike DeCourcy, all of those guys. They didn't. And so they're the 11th seed, and they take on the Cornhuskers, who have lost 16 games in a row. They are in free fall. They've got two players who have been indefinitely suspended. We don't know whether they're going to play tomorrow or not because of the definition of indefinite. If they play, Nebraska could be a little bit better than they would have been without those guys. Without those guys, there's just, unless Indiana completely comes out and lays an egg, there is no chance Indiana loses that game. If they do lose that game, they don't deserve to go to the NCAA tournament. You could argue at this point that they don't deserve it anyway, having put together a 4-8 and eight record over their last 12 games. But if they win tomorrow, I think they're in. They can go out and play Thursday then against Penn State. And if they win that game, they're definitively in. If they win that game, they go on to play Maryland. And unless they get run out of the gym, you know, they, there's just at that point with 21 wins, there's no chance that Indiana wouldn't be in the NCAA tournament. But you know what? That game on Friday against Maryland, maybe it's for a seed. Right? Maybe they could move up to the nine line or the eight line if they beat Maryland. Down at Simon Scott Assembly Hall a couple of weeks ago, they lost to Maryland, right? They lost by a single point. So you can compete with this team if you're Indiana. The Big Ten tournament has not historically been a place that has bathed Indiana in glory. They are 12 and 22 overall at the Big Ten tournament. They've got to pick up a win, right, against Nebraska. i got to believe that they're going to win that game. So let's just put that out of our mind, put all doubt out of our mind, and understand that Indiana is such a superior team to what Nebraska is that it's ludicrous to think that they could possibly lose that game. Game time tomorrow night, about 8.30. It's going to be a lot of fun. I like the Big Ten tournament because we get to sit near the coaches, and we get to see how stuff works. At, at that level, right? We're right behind the bench. And so we get to kind of audit Archie Miller for the first time. That's really where the Big Ten tournament, that's where I figured out that Tom Crean had no control over, over that operation whatsoever. This was back in like 2015. And and man, did it look like Camp Runamuck. There were assistant coaches yelling all simultaneously at different guys or the same guys. You had players in total rebellion against what they were being told by assistant coaches. It was chaos. It was madness. That was the first time I really got to see that up close. I'm looking forward to seeing what the bench decorum is like with Archie Miller as the coach tomorrow night against Nebraska and hopefully then again on Thursday night against Penn State. Purdue, they're going to get rolling on Thursday. They play Ohio State in their opening round, which is kind of the quarterfinals as this thing is sort of laid out. Everybody doesn't have to play until the quarters. The quarters are Friday. So this is kind of the round of 16, I suppose. It's Purdue-Ohio State regardless. They've got to beat Ohio State, then they've got to beat Michigan State, and then they've got to likely beat Maryland in order to get to the Big Ten Tournament Final, and that's what they're going to have to do in order to go to the NCAA Tournament. In the Big East Tournament, Butler is going to play Providence on Thursday afternoon, and you hope for the best and fear the worst, right? If you're Butler, because Providence is a terrible matchup for them. If they can beat Providence, I think they can go on and win the tournament. This is going to be a great tournament. One through ten, the Big East is really pretty damn good. Uh, You know, in in the Big Ten, you've got one through twelve. 
really good teams who, who could win games. In the Big East, you've really got all 10 if you want to count DePaul. If you don't want to count DePaul, I don't blame you. you but then you've got one through nine being capable of beating the hell out of one another. And we saw that firsthand, right? In New York City, uh, you had St. John's hosting Creighton and absolutely ran them out of the gym. Creighton, a, uh, a, a co-champ of the Big East, run out of the gym by uh, by St. John's. So just a great week of college basketball upcoming, a good week of professional basketball. The Pacers, after tonight's game against the Celtics, they got a few days off. They will be back at it in Philadelphia to play the 76ers on Saturday night. And then again, they've got a few days off. I don't think that they play until the following Wednesday or Thursday. So uh, they've got this game. And then one game at the 76ers, and and then well into next week before they play again. And this is a good opportunity for them to kind of get their legs under them again after that road trip where they played every other day and they won four out of five. Terrific stuff from Nate McMillan and his Indiana Pacers. I cannot wait for the Big Ten tournament. Hope to see you there. We'll talk all about it tomorrow morning on Breakfast with Can't. Cannot wait for that. Eight o'clock on Facebook Live. And then at about 8.15 on Periscope and Twitter. After that, we do another show for YouTube. It's a show so nice we do it thrice. I want to remind you that if you got some time to kick back and just do some leisurely reading, you can pick up the copy of my book, Oops, The Art of Learning from Mistakes and Adventures. You can get it on Amazon.com. Just search Kent and Oops or Oops and Sterling, some kind of combination of Oops and Kent Sterling, or just Kent Sterling, sure. You can get the audiobook, you can get the ebook, you can get the hardcover book. It is not Hemingway. You know, it's not the Confederacy of Dunces. It is just kind of an easy-to-read recitation of stories of my life, what I've learned from those experiences, and uh, hopefully, as a result, you don't feel the need to go out and repeat my mistakes because you'll have read them and you'll have already learned the lessons that I learned from them. All right, we'll talk to you tomorrow morning. Brought to you by the great people at Today's Dentistry, 317-849-2933.